From Chagdagumpa Riggs and Lane, this is Listen, Contemplate, Meditate, a podcast featuring a range of teachings from the Buddhist tradition presented by Lamas of Chagdagumpa Foundation. Our website is chagdagumpa.org. If you think that uh, our Dharma practice is a, especially like the Chud, it's a, uh, it's a process of erosion. It's not, it's, it's how we perceive our body, our perception. It's not about deciding what's real and what's not real that we perceive. Do I have a real body and then I have an illusory body? It's, it's, a, uh, it's a perception. The, our body is one of the principal uh, foundations for ego. You know, it's like more than our possessions, and maybe even more than our you know friends and family. Like our body is is the one of the most fundamental uh, bases for our ego. And the chud particularly is a cutting practice, cutting ego. So the an ego is is you know it's Mr. and Mrs. Judgment you know it, it's the one who decides especially decides whether or not you're a good practitioner or a bad practitioner you know? uh, so it's our habit of of clinging to this ego which come, the basis of it is this body and should you you begin to erode that habit by trying to visualize your self not as a, a fragile, a stinky, uh, corrupting form, but as a wisdom, display of wisdom, of Dakini as, as the metaphor, or as the uh, expression of your wisdom. Uh, to begin with. And then that's just percentages to begin with. Regardless, you know, forget the body even, you know. But you're beginning to disassociate from your corruptible, impermanent, illusory body to a pure wisdom expression, illusory body. And to further then erode that habit so it doesn't re- reattach, you pretend that it's an offering, basically, you know, and you enrich it and then offer it in various ways, you know, according to the feast, you know, to further reinforce, as it were, or not further reinforce, but further antidote that habit of reattaching after we've detached and we reattach. So it's just a, it's a process. It's not deciding something about the physical body or anything. It's just a process of antidoting our habit of clinging to this body as being the basis for the self when there is no self. And so the way to relate to how you're doing 
you know, and these kinds of confusions, you know, because naturally, you know, I'm like haunted by these kind of things, you know, it's not a, it's not a problem, but a faith, you know, just really cultivate this faith in, in, uh, in the practice. It's like you, you, uh, if you plant a seed in the ground, you have to have faith in that, you know. Maybe that's children sometimes, you know, learn that, you know. Otherwise you don't have faith and you keep digging it up to look to see if the root comes, you know. I know this happened. And then put it down and you pick, keep it up and you're just always, it's never taking root, it's never happening, you know. So you have, we have to have faith in our practice because when we start to doubt or have hesitation or judgment, mostly this judgmental mind, oh, I'm just sitting here, I'm just doing nothing, you know, I'm just like, wow, what is this, you know? Like, that's your judgment mind. You know? uh, so that, you, le- you suspend that by focusing that judgment mind on something else, like the deity, which is an illusion. And have faith. You're taking basically. It's taking refuge in the Dharma. When you practice that way, you you take refuge in the Dharma. You don't you don't regard distractions as significant. At best, you think that they're just insignificant. You know, maybe we could say ignore ignore the thoughts of. I don't know what I'm doing here. You do, you know. It's it's all very. The method is is there. It's not complicated, so to speak. You just throw yourself into it, basically. Throw your, throw yourself away to it. Just like if you're take when doing prostrations, you know. At a point, you just have to give up and do prostrations, you know. And you know, visualize and add all the pieces that you can muster to that, you know, and it's that taking refuge. Uh, same with practice, you know. Of course, we're always going to be disturbed by doubts and or pride, you know, what's the difference? We, we don't know what we're doing, and oh yeah, I, I'm doing this perfectly, you know, it's just two sides of the same po- pride coin, you know. But it just, just, it's like Rinpoche, you know, this idea of keeping going, keep it going, you know. And regard it as you're taking refuge in that. Just like you throw clothes into the washing machine, you don't have to keep pulling them out to see if it's working. You know, just let it run its course. It's an erosion. It's a it's a, a clearing away of our attachment to what is not valid, not true, not our true nature. And so let it all let it happen. You know, let it let it happen. It's like. Let it be. Let it do its thing. Pray, you pray to the, the Lama, the blessings of the lineage, and then dive into it and be, be uh, uh, carefree about what your expectations are and what you are expecting to feel. You know, we're always looking to feel successful. You know? And that's just ego. It's almost like uh, 
uh, like that uh, confession, you know, finding your, you know, fault, what was it? F- finding your fault, you know, because like, that's all that you're aware of, or uh, you don't actually accomplish anything. You know, there's nothing, you don't accomplish anything. You just remove confusion. So as long as we're looking to judge how we're doing, that's, conf- that's the perpetuator of confusion. So faith, you know, that it's all the, okay, it's happening, you know. It's like the, you look for the right product to put in the machine, and then you go, okay, I believe the advertisements, you know, I, I read the label, and that product is made for this filth that I'm throwing in there. You know, even though you look at it and you think, oh my God, the water is so much dirtier than it was when it started. This must be, I must be really failing at cleaning my shirt, you know. You know, maybe I need to like, you know, we don't have to know how a washing machine works. We don't have to build one every time we want to wash our shirt. We just, so it has faith. We have faith, you know, we have the faith in that, so... So just let it, eat. every day we do it, you know, every day we do it, every day, black feast, you know, and then it's, it's just let it work, every day. You know? And when you feel as though nothing's happening, unless you're just utterly distracted and thinking about something entirely different, you know, but if you, whatever percentage you can bring to the practice, it's doing something. You're not going to know, oh, wow, I am completely free of attachment to my body now. <laughs> You know, that's not the result of the practice of, of this, you know. You won't know it. There'll be nobody there to know. There'll be no ego to know that they've achieved something. When you think you're, you know, when you, uh, yeah, like that. That's so important. That's why I kind of... It irritated me, it, you know, it was stuck, it was, I kept thinking, like, what's, you know, because it's very universal as a for practitioner, because so, we're used to uh, doing something and attaining so, and being satisfied by it, or we're doing something and feeling happy about it, or doing so. you know, we're looking for rewards, basically. You know? And this is kind of the opposite, that need for rewards is what's being eroded. So we have to have, that's why we, refuge is so important. And disenchantment with our typical uh, pleasure principle orientation. You know, if you do something to entertain yourself, you're going to get a little bounce. So we're used to that. We do Dharma practice, so we want our little bounce. We want our little hug from our practice. (laughs) Uh, But that that neater of that is the core problem of our life. It's what it's what holds us, and it's and it's it's an illusion. It's a delusion. So if you do it 
not saying this is my experience, but if one experiences some like fruit from practice, you know, like you you know your visualization becomes clearer or you experiencing having more compassion or something. Is you know is you know, is that something that we have to It's something you might worry about. <laughs> is that what you're asking? Well, I'm just wondering is that is that like an indicator that, you know, of pride, or is, could that just be? Is it? Is it your your relationship to it? That's it's it's the aftermath of that. Like, you know, like anything that's even on the Mahayana Lojong level, you know, right? A good experience, you give it away. In the Vajrayana, you know, you have some experience immediately that should you feel uh, faith and devotion to the Guru. It's all the blessings of the Guru. Even horrible, bad uh, eruptions, you know, we have, you know, our erup- eruptions. That, oh, that's the blessings of the guru. This is the cities of the practice. This is, you know, this is how I am experiencing the spiritual attainment of this practice is through this torturous upheaval, emotional upheaval of, of uh, unbelievable uh, hatred and unbelievable lust that I never conceived of experiencing in my entire life. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, there's the blessings of the Guru. You know, because something got detached and it's floating around and you've, clung, you've identified with it newly, a new, you know. Uh, So anything that's not a, a not a uh, part not part of the same old routine of our experiences, you know, the little now corridor of what we, you know, allow ourselves to experience, you know, anything that randomly comes up, a bliss or torture, uh, then, like I say, in lojong, if it's good, it's others. If it's bad, it's yours. You know, if that's the you know kind of the, your if you're becoming used to that way of relating to your experience, you know, or Vajrayana, and you see it as the cities and the blessings of the Lama, three roots. Could you talk about that a little more? I don't know, I'm still trying to chew it up, I guess. You mean what? The torturous part. Oh, well, it's like when you wash you wash your 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 jeans, you know. Uh, you put them in clean water with a product, and it makes the water dirty. And your your attention is mostly on the like for us is mostly on the the aftermath of our practice. You know the experiences we have, the payoff, you know the reward. And that's like paying attention to the water, maybe. I don't know, now I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here, you know, but uh, like, oh my God, the water's getting dirtier. I, I wanted my pants to be clean, you know. Because uh, the pants aren't changing, the water's changing, the pants are not changing. You know? Your mind's not changing. Your nature of your mind doesn't undergo any change, it's, it's unchangeable. 
what happens is that all the, the grease and sludge and dregs of our karma and kleshas lose their basis. Just like the dirt loses its ability to adhere to the pants because of the product. It's, what is it, solvent, you know? It, it, it peels, it, it separates the dirt from the basis. And it goes somewhere into the water. And so through the practice, through the discipline and blessings and, and the qualities of the practice, all the, the kleshic, kleshic and karmic <laughs> uh, residues of our, of our habits uh, no longer have an ego to adhere to and reinforce. And so they, they're on their own. And so they become, uh, they can become very much bigger. You notice them more because they're, it's like you're uh, turning the, you know, that magnifying mirror, you know. So, uh, you know, you just, your Dharma practice forces you or it, it, it uh, yeah, forces you, not in a, in a dictatorial way, but uh, to notice, it's just like a pure white shirt with a little, uh, or you know, your face, you know, you're ready to go out on a special event and you notice on the tip of your nose like a pimple or something. Or you have a pure, clean shirt and then there's a, like a drop of blood or something on the collar or something right there or something, you know. Like everything is, the more whiter you, the shirt becomes, the more outrageous that that dot becomes. You know? The more cleaner your face is and the more spruced up you are, the more that little blemish or that little hole or something becomes much more intense, much more defined, uh, what do you say, much, you know, your, your judgment of it is much greater. That's like a Dujum Rinpoche, you know, it's like a Buddha, you know. But he's writing these things, oh, all I see is faults wherever I look in my mind, you know. It's like, the, that's the idea. It's when everything, when things become cleaner, the dirt becomes more vivid, more painful, you know. You get more judgmental. I liked it when my shirt was just all dirty. I didn't pay attention to it so much, you know. Now it's got these little leftover grease dots that won't come out. All the other dirt came out, and now I'm just left with these stubborn, what do they call it, stubborn stains? <laughs> you know? So you need to change the product. So you don't judge it on its whiteness. Well, Abby's not here, but, you know. We judge ourselves on the, on what's left to do. You know, what is, what's left to do? We judge ourselves on what, on how clean it is, then that pride comes. And we don't see, we don't see things.
So we're reinforcing that basis of our delusion, this ego. So it's just faith, you know, having faith in practice, you know, uh, seeing bodhicitta as the, like a wish-fulfilling jewel that, that satisfies and brings all, all aspirations to fulfillment. So then whatever it takes to maintain, not let it decline, but ever more grow and flourish, whatever it takes to do that, then you just throw, throw any other value away. You know, just put, make bodhicitta, that's your sole value in a Mahayana path. You know. How you feel, again, it's like if it's bad, then it's yours. If it's good, then give it away to others. So you have a good experience, you feel happy, content. It's the last day of Drupchan and you're all pumped up. And dedicate it, you know, dedicate, give it away. Spontaneously, you know, right in the recognition of it, renounce it, give it away, offer it, offer your, uh, you offer your meditation to the guru. Offer your happiness to sentient beings. Like that. So you're always diverting, diverting attention away from the basis of your ego, which is your body, your possessions, and your merit. Okay. This podcast is supported by the generosity and kindness of Chagdagumpa members and donors. If you're interested in becoming a member, making a donation, or if you want to learn more about Chagdagumpa, feel free to go to chagdagumpa.org.